want to do a sparkle? Oh, yeah, sparkle. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to From the Basement Up. I have Emily here with me today, and we are doing the recap of season one. So this is a very exciting day, and uh, did you think we'd ever make it here? <laughs> Honestly, no. I wasn't sure that we were going to ever end with a season one, so I'm excited that it's kind of fallen in perfect timing with the busy season right around the corner and your finals mm -hmm. finals um, a busy summer <laughs> hopefully a big transitional stage for me and my location as well um, and hopefully we come back with season two and in the fall yeah from but remote location maybe New York New York I know that's where I, I'm trying to talk Emily into staying with me up here in old, good old upstate New York. But, but we all know I'm a 23-year-old recent college grad, and we all want Emily to go experience the world, right? Yes, but you're going to come up, back up someday. I, I just know it. Yeah, so. either this or California. <laughs> no. If it's still there. Oh, goodness, don't oh, no, say I, that. I'm heavens. sorry. I mean, it's a climate crisis. We have to be transparent. <laughs> okay. Okay, but... What we're going to do today is discuss our amazing guests that we've had, just a quick recap on everything, and kind of what it was like to even get the podcast up and going for all of you out there who are thinking about starting a podcast. Yeah, it's been how many weeks? I want to say like... Well, I, I believe that we're coming up to 20 episodes. Yeah, so maybe about 20 weeks, about, about probably 40 weeks of preparation in total. <laughs> <laughs> and lots and lots of bumps. Um, oh, yeah. If we had even an extra two weeks at the beginning of this project, just of preparation work, because everybody, you know, you get into it and everybody says, okay, give yourself a month per guest. Mm -hmm. And we had like maybe one week per guest to totally dedicate our time and planning to that. that yes. Guest. Some, some guests we did plan far in advance, mm -hmm. but I do agree. Some were rushed. And I the other thing I think that we needed to do that we figured out later was to create recording weeks where you'd have three to four guests in a week. And then that gave you the opportunity to take time to do your, your, ama your amazing magical editing and uh, also work around your school because you've been going to grad school this whole time. Mm -hmm. Which has been such an amazing opportunity. And um, just a quick shout out to the Master of Legal Studies at American University. Um, I found you guys online, and this is an online program with a one-weekend immersion that you get to go to D.C., and it was just exactly what I needed, came at the exact perfect time, and it couldn't have been a better balance with just starting this podcast as a passion project and having, you know, my master of legal studies <laughs> work on the other hand of my balance so my balancing scale so and don't forget you graduated from university mm -hmm. of india indiana yes. and then you were in covid yeah <laughs> busy last year it, it, it's been it has been busy so um it, it was fantastic i actually i'm not good at getting out there and putting myself forward so this was flexing those muscles that I don't think I was very comfortable with, and it's been good for me to start doing that. But the biggest thing is I loved the stories. Mm -hmm. I love talking to people and hearing where they started and their progress and their evolution. And that, to me, was the biggest joy of starting this and, and moving forward. Um, it, we're going to do a quick recap for everyone of all the different episodes and kind of our takeaway about the, the individual and what they're doing. Um, but at the end of this, I think there were some underlying themes. Oh, completely. Yeah, definitely that some, some of our guests had the just such similar fundamental values and like the way that they looked at things like male versus female. That was one that was super prominent. And I did not, that was the last thing I expected was, you know, we had predominantly female guests, which is awesome. You know, again, women in business and women entrepreneurs and mom entrepreneurs, <laughs> mompreneurs, <laughs> mompreneurs. Um, but yeah, definitely the you know the duality of these both women and men coming in and saying you know the differences of female and male and the masculine and the feminine. You know, it's incorporated in business, and I just think that that is the most amazing thing, and it makes me excited to get into the business field, you know? Mm -hmm. it, yes, 
and there, it was interesting also hearing that I I don't remember that coming from men that we interviewed. I remember that coming from women more than men, mm-hmm. and under the the women understanding the difference. And that was that was very interesting. The first guest that we had outside of you and I was Maya Gray, and Maya has started. Well, we had the employee interviews first. Oh yes, okay. In bulk, <laughs> in bulk, and that was we, we kind of stuck. We ha- we should have stuck with that the way we did that, but I don't know. I liked doing it like that. I like because we got to not only test out how we were going to ask questions and test mm-hmm. out how we were going to record. We didn't even know how to record on GarageBand We yet. didn't know how to do anything. Yeah. So we were just guinea pigs, one at, one in at a time. <laughs> it's your recording day. Thank you so much. Let's give them the shout out. Yes. Well, actually, we've got to do... Wait, where is it? <laughs> now, Emily allowed me to use those buttons because all along she's like, no, you can't use them all because I keep trying to push them. And she's like, no, they're a little cheesy. You don't want to do them too much. Maybe season, you'll have to let us know season two <laughs> if we should incorporate. <laughs> Absolutely. So as far as the employee interviews go, we had, uh, how many, five? Yeah, I think. We had Joanna, then Rob, then Amy. Then Brent. Yeah. And, and then we'll then finish with Ashley. Ashley. Okay. And that that was good. It really was. I remember in the beginning, I was super nervous being on the microphone. And, you know, you could tell. We didn't even have all of our equipment yet. Like these nice screens that were covering the mics. Oh, yeah. We were still getting used to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and definitely just asking the questions. And those interviews were really fun and just light. And then Immediately with Maya, we jumped into, you know, <laughs> you know, just... I pulled in my sister-in-law for the yeah. first out-of-house interview, and she was gracious and, and did that for us. Yeah, and totally vulnerable and open, and, you know, we just got to hear everything, and it was a complete... And she got into the details. Yeah, a like, great way to kick off the that, podcast. Yeah, just, you know, kind of put out there her exposure with the, the student loans and mm-hmm. kind of talking about, you know, going from a full-time teaching position into law school, and then becoming your own independent lawyer. Well, and before, beco- like, becoming a part of a firm that, you know, maybe wasn't right for her yes. at the time. And then sh- that forced her to, you know, look at what she needed and what what was, you know, going to be the next thing that would fit her needs and her child's life that had come into the world. And, and her growing family. Yeah. And then COVID. Yes. Oh, gosh. That's right. So at the exact moment. It, and just, you know, fearless, fearless decisions, but just knowing that 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 quiet confidence that she could yeah. pull it through and just be so resilient. So I, I felt like she's just such a good role model for people in that way. Just, you know, you can do this, you can get through it. And then after Maya, we had Guan yes. and Guan Featherstone and it was awesome. He, it was, he was really great. With urban, urban Saddles. And I saw him on a TV show on ABC. And his, we watched the episode. Right, yes, right I, made, I made Emily watch the episode and just loved his laugh. Just yeah. a really infectious laugh. But really, I just have something for people, just this huge admiration, who look at people in their community or kids or, you know, children. How can I help and make this better? And he came out of the military immediately wanting to help his community. Another common theme. Yes. That you just reminded me of. The we service. Had a lot, yeah, a lot of people come out of serving and want to start a small business and give back to their community. Like the, the, the reasoning behind it was to help their community. And it just is that, that American, how do, how, you know, I can do this. How do I make it happen? And it really was a, a beautiful theme that we ended up having three guests mm-hmm. that had all had military service. So listening to Guan, listening to how he's helping kids in his community, and also, you know, the Cowboy Code of the West, you know, mm-hmm. inspiring this 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 culture, culture shift, and allowing and creating a safe place for kids to go to uh, in his community. And I love that. Yeah, I did too. And especially learning like, it's not just about taking a ride through the city and calling yourself a, a cowboy and like, you know, adhering to the cowboy code of the West. Like they they took these kids in and and the kids formed relationships with these horses and and probably, you know, developed parts of, you know, responsibilities that they had never 
had to do before and would never have to do before. I'm, I've never even touched a horse, yeah. I don't think. <laughs> and so that's a very, that was very, very cool. It, it wasn't just, you know, hop on a horse and, and we'll do some good today. It was, it was very intentional and it was, it was down to the independent person. And it was just so special. And you could mind, feel how mindfulness. much. Mindfulness. Yes. You, you have to work for this and you have to work for relationships and then also getting the families involved. Yeah. So they're very special work, amazing work. And then after Guan, we had Jeff Bryan come in from the Positivity Project. Yeah, and that's what maybe why I thought that there was some of the the femininity coming in through his interview was because it was the softer leadership skills that you know I don't hear about coming from men as often. And that was that he was an interview that I really and I wasn't. This was my first remote interview. Jeff's was, mm-hmm. um, and I just got to sit back and listen to you guys chat. And he. He was really an interesting interview to listen to as well. Actually, Jeff was the first guest, or only guest I had come in to the studio. Yes, yes, he <laughs> was on site. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, and and because of that, we we talked through it. And Name Bubbles is actually promoting the Positivity Project and the work the Positivity Project is doing, and really trying to get that that program into schools around the country. And Jeff and his partner have created this really amazing uh, school, like education curriculum around positive relationships and 24 character strengths and working with schools to implement this curriculum. Uh, So trying to work with him to build the awareness for schools around the country. And he was so inspiring as well and listening to how that got started. Yeah. And just like starting small and, you know, like with little like things, you know, acts of kindness and listening and, you know, just developing those, those small soft, I, I hate to even call them soft, but I think that it kind of gives them power, you know, we hear about like being opinionated or like aggressive as leadership skills, but you don't need that Not at and all. You, it's all, it's probably better for to go the other way around and show that you can be trustworthy and compassionate. So I really enjoyed listening to to his and the movement that they're doing. Honestly, yes, and just that they're in elementary schools, middle schools, high schools, and even on namebubbles.com, the positivity corner is there. Uh, encouraging families to get involved with this curriculum and let your schools know about it as well. So it just really is helpful, especially if kids coming out of um, out of COVID mm. and struggling. You know, I know that it's happening in the high school where my son's at. Kids are really struggling, so yeah. needing that that positive reinforcement for them. So that was I. Th- the timing was great having Jeff here. Yeah. And something I want to just add in really quickly too. He, the Positivity Project sent us like a sweatshirt, I think. It was, and I, yes. it's, it's so comfortable, but I also just want to stress the back. It has all of their characteristics on it. And it's just, it's not only is it so cute and soft, but it, <laughs> but it, I don't know. It just, the it's, character strengths. Yeah. The, yes. They have all the character strengths on the back. And it's just, I don't know. If you could show some love, <laughs> no one knows we're doing this recap, but it's yes. awesome. Yeah, I I encourage everyone to look into the Positivity Project for your schools and your kids. If your school doesn't do it, the families can do it as well. Yeah. So then we had my other sister-in-law come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brandy Sullivan with One World Cafe came, and I Brandy's one of those people that. She really can do anything. I've always been amazed at her. She'll be running and training for a marathon, raising two kids, no kidding, is a speech therapist at a hospital working with stroke patients and then running a cafe, a coffee shop. So truly amazing. But listening how she is now stepped back in some areas of her life a little bit. Oh, and then also beyond the, um, what was it, the the council member for her for her for her town. Yeah. She was counting. So truly, um, she really does walk in Moscow, Idaho is where one world cafe is. And you can't walk down main street without her knowing like 30 people. It's, it's a process. So it's, it's fabulous. She's, she's helped create or is part of an amazing community and listening to what a coffee shop can do in a community that needs it. And again, 
this theme, again, was people helping their community. That is definitely in there, 100%. Yeah. yeah, and it was just, it was so small down to, like, she told one story about a student that was um, an international transfer student, and she found One World Cafe to be, like, her safe haven where she could really relax and start to get to know people and, you know, find herself here, I guess. And so that was just so special and really, really, I mean, especially now with everything that's happening, it feels, you know, sometimes debilitating like we can't make change but we brandy reminds us that that you can start (laughs) making change just by one person just in your community just offering a space that makes them feel comfortable and welcome i think that's a good point uh when people think of starting a business they they think that may think it has to be big or this your business can make an impact on people's lives. And as long as you're enjoying the process and, you know, doing something you love, that positivity is going to impact other people. Oh my God. And another common theme totally through (laughs) everyone was love, love throughout everything that they do. And I think Mm -hmm. so far through everyone that we've even talked about in the four guests we've gone through, love was definitely an underlying motivator for all of them. Okay. This is the perfect segue. Guess who we have next? We have Nicole Snow. (laughs) So Nicole Snow, her her business is called Darn Good Yarn, and it really does revolve around love, like love of people. And what Nicole has done, and people have to, if you are a knitter, crocheter, crafter, go to Darn Good Yarn and check this out. I mean, she has created her own supply chain. Yeah. And I'm laughing because she calls herself a cult of crafters. <laughs> she is, yeah. yes. So, so cute. Oh, by the way, I ended up getting some wrap skirts yeah. after, and I have one for you. So, oh, thank you. yeah. So she 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 sells wrap skirts like and the, headbands and yes. like. Oh my gosh, I'm signed up for the texts, and I swear to God, they send out a deal every single day. They they just literally <laughs> want people to craft, um, and yeah, they they created their own supply chain, and not only did they do that, but it's like benefiting the community in another in Nepal is it you know, India India so you know I, I should have said that yes yeah, she's creating her supply chain but the reason she did this was she wanted to make sure that the supply chain was reliable and and good but she's actually creating safe safe jobs and a safe place for women in India to work and and jobs and education for their kids mm-hmm. so she is actually creating like a village, I, you know, yeah. She's helping, definitely, I mean, yeah. definitely helping a village. So she's working with um, people there who are creating this safe place for for a village of women to have a full-time job. Yeah, and as the world becomes more globalized too, like, I mean, it's and it's amazing because, I mean, I haven't started a business, but the people that we've spoken to, either they, they stress that they have their manufacturers are from America or – like they have their own supply chain worked out, but and I wouldn't know the difference of like what who works well for what or whatever. But like she is helping a country that's so far away, and I know I mean like how can you well, even begin to help? Like yeah, that and think like well that's what you can have a. She impact. blew my mind. It's, she it did. is mind blowing. Yeah. Like, so like, how did you start this? Like it, like baby steps is yeah. even hard to do. But she she got on a plane and she went there and she figured it out. Yeah. So and she could have so easily. There's a there's a billion yes. suppliers for craft stuff here, mm-hmm. and I mean you can help you know your local manufacturers. You can help American small business. All of that, but what she is doing is just as helpful. And it's like, I mean, she's making sure that not what like the middle person isn't just the one making the money. She is making sure that the people who are actually making the profit have a good and safe living um, for themselves and their families. And Uh, she's making sure none of it changes either. Yes. Like it is just, it is very, very cool. So remember, darn good yarn. That's a great episode to listen to. Now, darn good love. Yeah, that's right. We were like, okay. That was the search engine, yeah. (laughs) Because everything she was doing was really done in love. And so by the end of it, I had totally convinced myself it was darn good love rather than (laughs) darn good yarn. (laughs) So the next guest you brought in. It was Katie, Katie Gelhausen of Socket Locket. Um, she is my best friend from high school's cousin. And I mean, I, I met Katie at her house at the Super Bowl party <laughs> like five years ago. And then now she is 
an entrepreneur. She's 23, I think, 24. She's my age, and she's a very successful business. She's in Walmart, mm -hmm. um, and she has a patent. I mean, it's wild. Like, <laughs> Yes. So <laughs> It's so cool. I th it was her freshman year, right, yeah. that she started this project. For, yeah. She's an entrepreneur major, goes to college, ends up kind of coming up with the concept, you know, through a, a real-life experience, and it takes off. Yeah, and it was so, I mean, it's, it probably has happened to all of us, and or at least at least everyone I know. My, You go out, and you don't have your phone wallet on the back of your phone, <laughs> or, you know, you got sick of it, or you don't have your purse, or your cards fall out of your wallet, and, you know, Katie was just like, oh, this is a need that isn't being filled. I can do this. I can do, totally, and... Yeah, I mean, it's just the coolest. And I see Jenna has it on all the time. And she has, like, the little um, – they have, like, the the ones that you can switch in and out now okay. that have the different stickers. Oh, nice. So she has one with, like, with her dog and one that's, like, a plain solid color. And, she, I mean, she'll never take it off. Oh, that's It's so totally smart. great. Yeah. That's great. And the other thing about Katie was she found a manufacturer here in the U.S. Mm -hmm. that she could work local, with. Yeah, and yes. super local to her. And that could scale with her. I remember mm -hmm. that was a big thing that she had talked about because – I mean, she probably wasn't expecting to go from making an idea and then like a getting couple months Walmart. later going, yeah, yes. getting into Walmart and having to scale to that. So I can't even imagine. I mean, I don't even know where I would start. If you <laughs> handed me, if Katie came to me and said, here, Emily, <laughs> run the business, Do this. I would be like, girl. <laughs> yeah. So Socket Locket, that was the, the, the brief synopsis of, of Katie's experience. But yeah, and uh, she's not going anywhere. She's a serial entrepreneur, too. Yes. And she's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. She is going to be on Shark Tank someday. Oh, or running her own. Yes. Yeah. I absolutely agree. Who is the woman? Because I don't watch it all that much, but she has all these things on QVC, all these ideas. I have no idea. Okay. So I just see Katie coming up with like 20 ideas. Yeah. She's going to be like Joy. I, yeah. The movie jo Joy. Remember Joy? With the fuzzy hangers. She's in Target. I'm probably embarrassing. I'm not okay. a movie watcher. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Generation gaps here. No, everyone gets mad at me. Okay. Bryce gets mad at me. Okay. I don't watch movies. <laughs> I say I only watch what I've seen. <laughs> oh, I'm about to get like so much hate. <laughs> so then you actually brought in the next guest as well. Yes. Holly Munden of Essential Therapy and Counseling LLC. I met her through my program. Again, shout out to American University. Um, Holly was amazing. I met her in my first compliance class, and then we had um, a follow-up compliance class where we were both basically supposed to draft our own company, mm -hmm. and she started fleshing out um, what she had created, her essential therapy and counseling company, kind of during COVID as well, and she's her only employee, and so during our class, she really started fleshing out, you know, where she would go with this if she decided to hire anybody else, if she decided to expand. Um, so I was like, oh, my God, you're, you're an entrepreneur? I'm in the midst of beginning a podcast, yes. and we would love to talk to you about your experience. And, and I think it's important for people to, to see we have, you know, some brands that are more established than others, but really kind of seeing the process and where people are and, and that it's never too late. I mean, okay, so this is kind of embarrassing, but I was watching this clip on Judge Judy. <laughs> and Judge Judy is like, if you're, you know, if you're 30, it's not too late. If you're 40, it's not too late. If you're 50, it's not too late. You know, and it just, it's not too late to, to look at what are you doing? How, how do I, you know, what are you doing if you want to make a change? And how do I make that change happen? Right. So I wanted to rephrase that. And I thought that Holly's experience was really great. And again, working with people in her community mm -hmm. and then seeing a need for mental health and wanting to help people in mental health care. Yeah. And it was just really inspiring to speak with her. And I remember feeling very comfortable, like just that wise woman, just very smart. And you felt like you could just loving. Yes. Yes. And get a cup of coffee and sit down and talk to her for hours. Yeah. And she totally just knows what you're, you know, what you're talking about and, mm -hmm. and she won't make you feel bad about, you know, anything that you're saying. I mean, she, yeah, she, and it, I mean, it definitely, and I want to say too, it doesn't matter, you know, how big or small you are, you're making an impact and you're making a change. And I can I guarantee the people that she speaks to with on a, on a, you know, general basis or weekly basis or whatever, you know, she's, she's helping, helping the world. Mm -hmm. 
she's putting positivity in the world. Yeah, and she, I don't think that she's going anywhere either. <laughs> I think that Holly will continue to move mountains. Yes, yes, she's again. amazing, Holly Munden. So the next, the next individual we were able to interview, I actually speak to and probably drive him absolutely <laughs> crazy. <laughs> he deals with me. He's very patient. Is Zach ECD <laughs> Digital Strategy, and he works with me on Name Bubbles and has been a tremendous help. Um, what he has done for me, which is, I was leaving so much money on the table as far as email marketing. It was. Like I'm kicking myself all these years later. And he came in and worked with me and just knocked it out of the park. So it really just is such a specialty in this area and has helped out so much and works with us on strategy. And then he goes in and helps us on development work for the website. And Zach was the kind of guy that you were talking to. And every single thing that came out of his mouth, you learned something crazy new about him. Like he sailed across the ocean. (laughs) (laughs) I had to bring him on just because he's so interesting. He's, he's written a book. He, he walked into Congress and made policy change. Like he literally drafted two titles of like a very big law that all of us (laughs) use every single day. And yeah, so I just am most interesting man in the world. Yeah, exactly. Forget the beer guy, Dosecki's man. He it's, it's Zach. And uh, he was fun, fun to have him on. Uh, Dad loves his kids, family man. And it's fun listening to him talk in that way. And this was something, again, the, the male female thing. Mm -hmm. It's, I've seen a migration in my work experience watching guys become more open about family life. And I thought, I think that that's been really, a really fun thing. And seeing that here too, um, as men here are starting to have kids and coming in and talking about their kids. Oh, and I hate to say it, we're women dominated here at Name Bubbles. We are, I know, but so, but it's been so fun watching the guys come in or having these discussions with them. Hey, listen, what happened this weekend with my kids? (laughs) It's been really, really fun. So, and uh, so then maybe that goes to show the secret answer to all of our issues is to make life smaller and get to know your community because I don't know. I mean, that's actually a good point. I just don't know. I, and two, we were at the commerce dinner last night and we were looking around the tables and I mean, it's definitely making strides, the chamber of commerce. Yeah. The chamber of commerce dinner, but, um, and we're making strides definitely, but I mean, and I'm not even ashamed to say it. Like I think that our table was one of the only ones that was majority women, if not the only one that was majority women. There's a couple of real estate agencies that were in probably town. yeah yes. it was a big room so I couldn't see but it made me feel really good that I work in this environment and you know the things that I see day to day of Joanna bringing in her kid or announcing her pregnancy yay, yay. at the learn and lunch talk like it this is a very special environment and and Zach totally fits in yes like, compl- like a you know, perfect. So if you need a marketing guru, um, Zach is your guy. I can say that. He's your dad of business. (laughs) (laughs) He's your dad of digital marketing. (laughs) So I'm just very thankful that he, that I found him and, um, he found you. I actually was through a designer, a local designer. So yes, local, local people. And that's the other thing too. I do have a lot of people who I work with who actually, are all over the world yeah. in some ways. Um, I think that, um, you know, if, if it's customer service, if it's design, if it's if it's other marketing pieces, people are all over the country too. So it is definitely kind of cool that he's here. Yeah. So it is yeah, nice. Yeah, and he's local. Yeah. Yes. But, okay, so that's mm-hmm. an important part to stress too because I, and I didn't even know, and I only found that out at our mm-hmm. ribbon cutting dinner that he was local. Okay. Yeah, because I thought that he was like some big, like huge... And he is like they are like, a pretty like a very well established company, but I thought it was like Google out in California, yeah. and so you know. And so it was very <laughs> cool to find out that he was doing all of this really, really great big work right here in, in the, the capital, capital area. region. Yeah. Yes, you're right. It is it is really helpful. Mm-hmm. So then after Zach, we have Allison Martin, and Allison Allison's job or actually company is called Engage Mentoring. And Allison is a wonderful person who's really making changes in the world. And have you met Allison before? I believe you had. No? Mm-hmm. Okay. My mom had. Okay. 
Um, and they, like, I mean, my, yeah, they worked together and they really enjoy, and they still work together. And, and I see, I mean, I see a lot of the work my mom loves to do in what Allison gets to do every single day. Yes. You know, it's, and it's really great. And it's an indie. Yes. So Allison is actually expanding through the country, um, but it's engaged mentoring and it really is allowing people to, to lead. So Allison's business, Engage Mentoring, um, it's it's really important and it's something that you find coming out in Women to Lead, the WPO, and then also even in the chamber. Um, what Allison's doing is mentoring people. And I know that uh, Emily can talk about this a little bit more on... All of the women involved in this and all the people involved in this, I think that they're matched up with people that need a mentor and they basically get to learn like firsthand from all of these people who have experience. And if it's in their field, if it's in a field that they want to get to know, I think that that is how, I mean, I, I remember just listening to her and being like, I am jealous <laughs> of all people in this opportunity you because it, yeah, it just sounds like, you know, like a, like a tutoring session where you walk in and you get to learn about anything that you want and fine tune and really hone in on a skill. Well, exactly. And especially when you're coming out of school, and I felt like I was so lost in my 20s. I could have used this so much. And then for, for companies to be able to work with universities and then find younger people to step in and fill those spots, it, it was just a kind of a perfect, it just makes so much sense on so many levels um, to have people who are new in their careers that to find that fit and then grow in spa- in certain sections of, you know, of our economy, certain jobs, certain positions. And then her company helps the helps companies come in and really gives them a structure to make sure that people succeed in their jobs and succeed in their career. So such a smart, smart thing to do and wonderful um, for everybody starting out in the world. Yeah. And wonderful for the women that are mentoring. I mm-hmm. mean, I know how much work I can see, I don't know, because I don't do it, but I can see how much work goes into it. And it's just remarkable, I think, the work that is coming out of it that we can all see, too. So keep it up. (laughs) Thank you, Allison. Yes. And then after Allison Martin, we have Nicole Love. Mm. Yes. And so just so everybody knows, this is probably our biggest um, woo-woo episode. (laughs) It is with soul gratitude. And um, Nicole is my sister. It was funny because I I really wanted to talk about the background of Nicole. And just because she has such an interesting life kind of reminds me of Zach and just her experiences of the things she did. And then we almost like never even got to what soul gratitude is. Yeah. Um, You know, we were were just busy laughing and just, you know, kind of talking through everything. Um, But Nicole's is really wanting people to work on their um, inner self and deeper love, love of yourself, meditation. And she is also um, a healer, an energy healer, healer, has various meditation classes, uh, just an an amazing human being all the way around. Yeah. And that interview was, I was also remote for that interview. So it was one of the (laughs) times that you had to do it on your own and airdrop it to me or Google drive it to me. And it was so fun. It was so, I mean, I was laughing throughout listening and editing to it, but then at the end, when it ended, I was like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was like, did we get to hear about what she does? With soul gratitude. Yeah. Um, so, and just as a quick shout out as well, she also has for sale on Soul Gratitude's website, Feather Essences, which right. I live by, swear by, use every day. And like, she goes to the top of Mount Shasta to get the water. So yes. it's just the most, I mean, she, and she's my namesake too. Thank you, Nicole, for my middle name. Um, <laughs> but she is really just the most beautiful loving being on earth and I just know that she was so happy to come on here and talk directly to every single one of our listeners Mm -hmm. um, and send them love I I just you know just really wanting everybody just to all of us just be mindful again of being positive um, staying calm not getting caught up in the chaos of what's going on in the world um, where you know it's really easy it's really addictive and to Make sure that you stay grounded and you focus on things that you can change in a positive way. 
And your journey is your own. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't even know that she lived out of her car. Like, oh yeah, yeah. And I mean, and I'm not surprised to hear it. But I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah, like that makes sense. And now she's where she is, and she's so happy, and she's continuing to develop her company, and you know, and grow her relationship with her kids even more. And her kids are absolutely amazing. Hi, Micah. Hi, Mari. Um, and yeah, and. Just being a mom and finding and an entrepreneur and finding your own path. And it's definitely, um, as she says, it's she took a dif- different path, a different path than what I think family and friends expected. And she was brave and did what she knew she had to do. Mm-hmm. Definitely brave. And I think that that's another common theme throughout all of these is most of most, if not all of our guests had had to take some real sacrifices to to launch their dream and to and launch scary their company. steps yes large risks along the way mm-hmm. definitely so after nicole we have mark parabeck and this is gore mountain lodge and mark is actually um, a friend of the family and i have just been so impressed with mark with what he and his brothers have created up at gore mountain uh, he ended up finding this little motel that had a ton of potential that Mark saw. And well, and I, he visionary. was even he was looking for a property just to have for him. <laughs> yeah. And my question was, if the only property available was a hotel, why did you why did you buy it? Why why did you the, why did you not turn away like any rational person would? Well, actually, there were other things available because I'll be honest, okay. I was looking at it going because it was right by the mountain. Yeah. It's right by the ski hill, and it backs up to the state park. So you yeah, have prime location. Well, just it's all na- it's just natural and a lot of land and there's creeks going through and a yeah. waterfall nearby. It's amazing. And he, he, they were just like, okay, we have to. Like it's a hotel. Okay, maybe that's a benefit. <laughs> so then what he's done, he and his brothers, they've created this a prey skiing place for everyone, and it's just again community and creating this really wonderful magical place for people to ski or go to after skiing at Gore Mountain. And Gore is great, but it's not fancy. It's not like one of the fancy resorts. It's run by the state of New York. So it's it's different. And now we actually have a place we can go to. There's yurts now. There's live music. There's a restaurant. Bike there's paths. The bike paths. Oh, yeah. Bike paths back in the woods. Mm-hmm. And there's actually live music in the summer. He has, they built a stage and a great venue for people to go and hang out and it really did save us during COVID. Yeah, I was going to say that too. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's what I that's what I kept thinking when he was just talking through it. I'm like, you probably offered, you know, a sense of normalcy and stability for when we when we first got to come out of the pandemic and start, you know, being careful and socially distance, wear masks, starting to get vaccinated. I mean, it was hard, and people just wanted to connect <laughs> with each other again. Yeah. And I mean, Gore is open and and spacious and the government and that's so interesting too about new york the government really wants to like help well it's but also have hands off yeah also part of the adirondack park yeah obviously people you know you can't just clear face a mountain and develop the whole mountain (laughs) into your business um and they want to keep the natural parts of it that are beautiful and i just think it's great that new york is doing what it can to Yes. You know, help move things along. Well, and and keep things natural and keep it beautiful and pristine. And bring business. Yes, but use it logically and be mindful again the the management of it all is it they've done a they've done a great job yeah so and so and shout out to the mark pair bros to the pair oh yeah bros. the pair bros right because yes. it's their whole little family yes developing it up there. and i didn't i don't think i ever talked about matt and doug so i think he did a little mark bit. matt and doug <laughs> and they're amazing and their families are amazing and the kids are amazing so and they're still making changes up there probably always I yeah, know, they, I bet they will. At some yeah. point, they're, I, I probably see an expansion of the hotel or motel, and who knows what's going to happen. It's probably adding more fun toys. and y- Yes, yeah. yes. But, you know, it's, it's all good, and everyone looks forward to that. So, And I know that, like, I think it's a the Bavarian pretzel is our have-to every, you know, after every ski day. Yeah. So 
you know, Dave hits the bar for a beer and Cooper gets his pretzels. So <laughs> that's what happens with the Brandris family. So, but after Mark, we had our next guest and, and we did have sprinkle in our our employees in between here yes, which we covered at the beginning yes, so just so you know you'll you'll kind of see this in between the guests we have Janika Blanshaw and I just love Janika this is for Juice Factory 7 um in I Troy. yes in Troy New York which is a great town yeah. and Janika's Troy is so lucky to have Janika. And we love another local. <laughs> yes. And I'm I'm trying to figure out how we can talk Janika into moving into expanding. Expanding. <laughs> Becoming Starbucks. Into our side of the Hudson yeah. River. I, I felt so bad <laughs> listening to the end of that episode. It just <laughs> Do we put the pressure no, on? Yeah, I mean <laughs> it's like we just start turning up the heat. We're like, okay, come to Saratoga. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, we kind of talk for a little bit and then you're like, and I'm just gonna repeat myself. Come to come Saratoga. Saratoga. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, okay, let's talk after this, yeah. guys. <laughs> so just so everyone knows, uh Janika, Juice Factory 7, um, the cleansing juices, she actually sells these online. And the cool thing about this is you can go in, if there's some flavors you don't like, you can have it custom made, and then she ships it to you. So even though she's here locally in upstate New York, you can definitely have her juices shipped nationwide. It's organic. She cares about where she's getting the produce from. And when I saw her, she really does glow like from the inside out. Yeah. And I was like, okay, when you see someone, you're like, what are they doing? Yeah. <laughs> and I was going to say too, she really knows about her ingredients oh, yeah. and what she's putting in. And I said to her, okay, I'm like, what if I walk in your store and I really need a, you know, immunity boost, what goes in there? Tell me the fruits, like list them down. And she's like, yeah, we totally can set you up. Like, yes. And I, it just was, and they have a blog and I, I harped on that too. They have um, like a blog on citrus food that provide anti-cancer benefits and I had no idea like there's just the intention and the mindfulness that goes into juice factory seven and even seven the number seven yeah and juice factory seven yes and she number. was always about glass half full mm -hmm. and being positive and being there again. for yourself yes. yes and being there for yourself good point I yes definitely so just seeing what she does or hearing what she does such a hard worker yeah amazing and she's putting her heart into everything she does yeah. so really done with love her whole thing the yeah. decorations that's why I want her in every town yeah. just because it's she's really like there's love in her store yeah. and she's she's pushing love so we all want some of that love pushed on us definitely and so. that too like she I mean it's she's just a juice store she just like I just I didn't like the the job before had she had been had to get laid off and it was uh, yeah. you know medicare and medicaid total 180 just opened up her her, her little juice store that now ships nationwide and and we're going to convince her to open up and expand <laughs> in Saratoga. <laughs> um, so stay tuned. And also, she's developing her other business, and she's also a serial entrepreneur. She Room is. Chronicles. Room yes. Chronicles will be out there. Well, she does it. have this awesome design sense. She does, yeah. It, it just said, when I walked in, I sent you the pictures of the yeah. place, because I'm like, look how cute this is. I and love her it. website matches. Yes. I'm like, oh, my God. It, absolutely. And you can yeah. see the, the young kids kind of getting in front of her sign and doing, like, little Instagram pictures pictures and mm. they're probably taking little selfies so yeah. aesthetic it, it's definitely aesthetically pleasing yes. in there so she was fantastic I'm so glad she joined us and I did the juice cleanse and it works so <laughs> I have to say <laughs> just be careful <laughs> you want to do this at home okay <laughs> TMI sorry oh God, okay too fun yeah all right so next was Jessica Iklesoy yes California baby huge business mm -hmm. huge and she and this is why I said at the beginning if we had had an extra two weeks at the beginning of our prep in October to just get some more time and get some more things done like thank God I, we reached out to her in October when we did yes because yes she was I mean, it was so incredible to talk to somebody who has been in her business for, for 30, 30 years. Yeah, 30 years. Yeah. Am amazing. And just, I think the other thing as well is like, you know, looking at where she started in her kitchen and now she's got this, you know, state of the art medical grade mm -hmm. facility that creates her product and then everything is done with such mindfulness, you know, organic products to the point where she couldn't 
you know, she wanted to make sure she trusted her her sources and her ingredients so much. She bought a farm, mm-hmm. and, and now she she yes. created legislation change as well. Absolutely, I think, didn't she, like it's. Yes, I mean crazy. So she's working so hard to you know be- move the organic process forward and making sure that people are able to use healthy products mm-hmm. on their skin. So this is interesting. Okay, my son is going to get so mad at me, but because he listens to the podcast. No. <laughs> Good point. He does not listen to the podcast. <laughs> but if he knew I'm going to say this, he would get so mad at me. Okay. Hi Cooper. I know. <laughs> so he was dealing with Okay, it, this is kind of a sneaky trick, but like in 6th grade, the kids are given like with when they have their first health discussions, like deodorant from Old Spice. So of course he has the Kraken or whatever it is from Old Spice. Oh mom, this smells so good. I have to have this. So I go from all this like really healthy, good stuff to nasty, like, sorry, it's not totally nasty, but you know, it's, who knows what's in it? We don't want to get I don't want to get sued, sued for slander. Yes. <laughs> so, I think Old Spice smells good. So. so, but then he ends up getting dandruff. And so oh. then I'm doing shoulder to shoulder Old Spice combination. So now you know there's an issue going on with the mm-hmm. product that now shoulder to shoulder is in there. And then I'm like, I'm on the podcast with Jessica. And I'm like, what am I doing? doing? Like, yes, I got, and, and Cooper used to use California baby. That's what I bought for him as a child because mm-hmm. she was in target and I loved it. And then that, and I'm like, forget that. I'm getting rid of all this stuff. I went home and threw it all away. <laughs> I did. No, uh, no, the, the old you. spice and, yeah. you know, all that stuff. And I got the California baby, um, the eczema, uh, you know, shampoo and body wash. Guess what? Mm. His, his dandruff is gone. Of course it is. Yes, oh. it is. Oh, so, my goodness. Yes, yeah, so it was just kind of amazing. And so, everyone, I just am a huge fan of California Baby. That was one of the first ones I told Emily she had to go after California yeah, Baby. that was my job. Yes. Because, <laughs> Emailing California yes, Baby. Yes, I, because I love the product. And it was yeah. one of the first products I really, you know, wanted to make sure Cooper had healthy bath stuff and whatever was going on his skin was healthy. And I used it when he was a baby. So I had an emotional attachment to it. So I was really happy she joined us and and talked through the process. Yeah. And just talked about, I mean, she she was just like, okay, I assume what I'm using because it's labeled organic, it's organic. She comes to find out there's there's chemicals in there that Mm -hmm. are carcinogens. And so she's like, I'm literally going to go in my kitchen and make something better. Yes. It just, it, it didn't start out as this gigantic business model idea it started out as she just wanted to do something that was better for her child. Such loving intention. Again, love. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And she has... She, the hearts. Yes. And on she, everything. She wants love in every bottle. Yeah. That's one of her, her beliefs. So, and you can you can smell it. You can... I, I have now bought lotions for myself and the California Baby Sunblock and absolutely... And I'm kicking myself that I ever allowed some of the other stuff in, in my house. Well, um, you have to appreciate what you have, right? You sometimes don't know it until it's gone. True, true. <laughs> Good point. So I'm going to let you introduce the next guest. Okay, next is Sajel Thacker. She is somebody that I met just randomly because my mom set up a meeting before a <laughs> flight in San Francisco um, after a family vacation with Michelle and everybody in Westport, California. It's gorgeous up there. Um, but yes, I met Sajel and her son and we just talked and it was originally supposed to be a meeting for her and my mom to talk and get to know each other and, um, you know, network. And she was a lawyer and I was a law and public policy student in my undergrad. And I was just like, oh my God, stars for eyes. Like she was just such an incredible woman. She has already done so much. She talked so passionately about what she does and what she believes in. And she's just making the most incredible change and leading the most incredible change and, you know, influencing people to want to be inclusive and focus on diversity and, again, focus on the softer leadership skills, bringing in compassion and, mm-hmm. you know, being a good listener and communication and and all of that, acceptance. Yes. So, Sajil, actually, she's been on TED Talks. Yes, um, she just I, had done her, her other second, one. Yes. Her second TED Talk. And, you know, Emily was talking to me about Sajel, and it just, again, made sense. It's that her, her company's name is Train Extra, 
And Train Extra goes in and they make sure that companies are, you know, obviously making sure that they're compliant, that there's no bullying, there's no harassment, that there's inclusive culture. And Sagel has grown up dealing with, you know, a lot of bias, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of harassment. And, you know, I guess it was a difficult upbringing where she lived. She was the only, I believe it, she's... Besides her, I think her siblings, she said they were okay. the only Indian kids in their school. Yes. And so it was, it's just so close to her, her, her heart. heart. And you can tell. And she speaks about it with such passion. And you just, you want to hop on. You want to mm-hmm. say, send your training to, you know, to us. Make sure we're, you know, we're in compliance and we're doing all the things that we need to do to be inclusive. And just, you know, everybody putting their best foot forward in a positive way. And people do things and they're biased without knowing it, that unconscious bias and that we all need to be aware of it to make this, to make our, our country better, to make us better as people, to make our communities better and to make our, our companies better. So she's there as a guide. And actually it's interesting because, um, you know, after we got off with her, I had a couple things happen the next week. And it just here in the company, and we have a really great culture, but unconscious, unconscious bias or unconscious things happened. And I just wanted, you know, microaggressions, body language can scream and people don't always realize that. So wanting to make sure that how do I train people? How do I make sure that people know what they're doing can hurt someone's feelings? Yeah. So just really, again, creating that positivity in every place she goes. And what a powerful way to do that. Yeah. And it just, and like we are, Name Bubbles is a small, we're all, we all know each other here, but obviously there are companies that she probably interacts with that are, they don't know each other. And so HR is receiving all of these kinds of, you know, notifications and reports of, you know, unfair treatment and behavior. And Sajel will have to go in blindly and just, yes. you know, tr- attempt to fix these really systemically distressed companies. And I, it, it starts small. I think that what we're seeing now is, is, you know, years and years of not talking about the issues, of ignoring the issues. And if we talk about them where we're comfortable and where we are every day, where we interact with people the most at work, you know, with each other, she just has such a good point, you know start start with each other and start in your community and the thing it's like human nature and I think I think that we just need to we're in a tough place right now yeah it's, we it's, are. and it's it's really interesting to do be doing this podcast mm-hmm. and to be doing the wrap-up yes right now it is it is hard and just trying to not trying be positive mm-hmm. you know be be the change that you want to see in the world and um and I, and I like to say, too, because if that's too hard, um, and I've never even thought of saying this before, but if that's too hard, I like to say, be the generous stranger that nobody has to remember. But, mm-hmm. you know, leave if, that, if you leave any impact on the world, leave just being the generous stranger. Thank you for introducing me to Sajel. I've really enjoyed speaking with her. Yeah, I hope everyone follows her and watch her TEDx. It's about to come out, I'm pretty sure. And she has, um, yes, definitely. on. I think on LinkedIn, she's got a really big following. Yes. So lots of good information on LinkedIn. always things going on. Yes. Always things going on. Absolutely. So the next guest, and is actually our last guest of the season, um, and I, this was another individual I, I had Emily... I guess stock. Stock, fine. <laughs> I don't even so, know. This is her name is Chanel Fuller, and she is the founder of Miles and Milan. And I just love the clothes. Mm-hmm. I love the simplicity. There, it's sublime, and just about her starting her own clothing line. It really things like this I find so scary that I want to know how someone does it. How do you create something? like this from scratch and just hearing her story about, you know, coming at this from like an accounting major and again, having that, that style and that sense of style and then finding out that her father was a tailor. Mm -hmm. And so she's always grown up with clothes and really understood like the cut of clothing and understood the fabric of clothing, like the fabric and the softness and the quality. Oh my God. There are so many things that she said. I'm going to, I'm going to list the two that I'm thinking of right now. First was, when she picked out her fabric, she just closed her eyes and went down. And the one that she felt that she liked <laughs> is the one that she t- that she kept for yes. her fabric. I like. I mean, 
like physical touch is such like it's such a brain receptor like you're like our Mm -hmm. I mean the intention of all of these people going in and just paying attention to literally what does my brain do how can I play on that kind of I mean it's so cool it's genius and then the second thing that she said that I've been thinking about more was she kind of just so she developed her company by you know she had her kid and she woke up every morning and she was just like I kind of developed my uniform she said she said she had her leggings, her sweatshirt or something, her and then her jacket and her hat and her sneakers. And and I I was thinking after the episode a couple of days later, I was like, I could see how how some people might not like that because they want to have their own individuality in their clothes. And that's okay because mm-hmm. everyone is is how they want to be. Like whatever works for you works for you. But since talking to her and just viewing like what my day-to-day outfit is going to be. It is uniform. It is my (laughs) uniform. I put on my uniform and I have a level of confidence that, you know, I feel invincible. I feel like I have, you know, I'm putting on my business outfit, even if this is wearing jeans and a t-shirt today, basically in my Birkenstocks, but it's my, it's my uniform for work. Yes. So it was a cool mentality that she introduced me to. Well, and I liked how she also said that, you know, okay, so you've got your uniform but then you can add those fun accessories, yeah. you know, those those other things, those fun things that um, the child or you are, you know, attached to. And I, I thought that was neat. But the the sense of touch, mm-hmm. I, and I know, like my my son, still at fifteen, there there were clothes when he was young he would not wear because he didn't like the way they felt. My he mom just, still does that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, for that, that is so smart, because then that's going to be that child's favorite outfit, and that child's going to want to wear it over and over and over again. So yeah. it just, you know, and to be able to have something so soft, and know it's made well, that you're also investing in this garment. So then the, the child, so then the second child, I was the hand-me-down sister, I, yep. Your, the second child is going to love those clothes just as much as the first child. So it makes a difference. And pieces. Like, I mean, it's just going and being able to look into your closet and say, okay, oh God, the last thing I need to worry about, I have a huge test today. The last thing I need to worry about when I'm going in to take my driver's test is what to wear. Right. So if you just know you're going to go in and you, if there's five shorts and they're all different colors and five shirts and they're all different colors, but they all go well together. Then you can just put are them on. Are you hinting to Chanel that she needs to make an, an adult line for us? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I had to go to Old Navy. And shout out Old Navy. I love you. But I had to go to Old Navy because I was like, okay, I need just a uniform because I'm just kidding. It's summer now. And my uniform for the winter was like, you know, my cute comfy sweats and a sweater. And like, because it's literally zero degrees here. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And Albany and Balsam Spa. But now it's like 93 degrees. And so I needed to go and get some, some shorts and t-shirts. But the shift has happened. I know. I Yes, the shift has happened. But I, I, I loved it. And I, I completely agree. And I just, I can't wait to see what she, what, what she comes she does. up with. Yeah. Well, I also thought it was interesting that obviously she's onto something because everything she's done is organically grown uh, where she's made Oprah's favorite things. Mm -hmm. She's, you know, celebrities are kind of calling out and, you know, giving her, Hey, we love this. You know, that's, I mean, in style. Yes. In style magazine. She's in Saks Fifth Avenue and she's now in Nordstrom as well. So just, you know, remarkable. And you can tell she is just everything she does. She does with intent. She follows through and it's done so well. Yeah, and she said something too. She's like, and her and Janika, um, you have to work, right? And yes. everybody said it in one way or another in their own way. But the one common thread was even though everyone made their company to have their own hours and to mm-hmm. be their own boss, they all said that we had, you know, to do the work. Yes, to get it to where it is 100%. Absolutely. And it's still a lot of work. None of yes. them seemed to be stress-free. All of them were great. <laughs> and all of them had, you know, it was, they were, you know, like comfortable, decompressed, just having a talk with us. But they all, I mean, we, they all had a million things going on. And to, to say to, that you had an hour to take away from your busy schedule to talk to us, thank you so much. Yes. Just again. Thank you. Such, such an amazing season. So wonderful to meet all of these people and to have you share your stories. It's so powerful. Thank you for being being part of From the Basement Up. Thank you for joining us this season on From the Basement Up. 
please go back to namebubbles.com and view our podcast page. All of our episodes will be up there with transcripts, links, resources for our guests. And also please check out our Casted page and shout out to Casted for platforming us and helping us get our podcast out there these last few months. We really appreciate your help. So check out Casted as well. They have some great takeaways that you can share on social media and share links to family members and friends if you think that they'll enjoy the show as well. And we'll be back in September. Make sure you give us a five-star review and subscribe. So we'll see you soon. Thank you.